gonna take y'all out the door with this right here. Y'all is rolling up in front. I don't know what's going on. Happy birthday once again to the casters in here. Shout out to that nigga named Rick and Tony. Belinda and Sheree got a birthday. Oh yeah, and Steven too, baby. And it bounced a little bit back. Turn up that guitar, Chi Chi. This for the sexies here, goddammit. The sexy. Blessing us 
with all of our needs being made, met. Nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. We pray for those who are sick and those mothers who have lost their children, those children who are without parents, anyone who may be struggling with an addiction, Father God. We just bind that devil up. We just bind them up, Lord God, and we just thank you, Father God, and release favor in your son. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, I wanted to start with prayer. It's so important for me because we are faced with so many obstacles every single day, and that's the anchor for my life. So the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed is just that. It's about being raw and being true and just really bringing people on the show to discuss how can we cope with real life issues. In today's topic, we are discussing the horrible effects that drugs have on our community. And when I tell you, it has, it has really ran through and ravaged some, some really great families. All families are awesome, but when you have families who are, are talented, you have doctors, lawyers that are cut short by drugs, it is something that we definitely need to deal with and talk about. I'm so excited to have in the studio with us Nina, um, who has, uh, Danina Lee, who is the founder of Plant the Seeds, so we'll have her here discussing more about that, which is an inpatient um, youth rehabilitation center. So that is a very, very interesting conversation that we're going to have. If there's anyone out there who may be dealing with any kind of drug addiction, um, it's very important um, for you to know about the different help that's out there because there is help if you um, need help. Um, we just came back from Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thanksgiving is really a time for family. Um, I'm happy to say that I didn't have to do too much cooking. <laughs> my daughter, I went to my daughter's house and um, a lot of the family came over and, and thank God for iPhones for those who couldn't make it FaceTime. So. Um, we had a great time with family, so I'm hoping that everyone had an opportunity to spend time with your family and your friends. And um, even if you couldn't, just know that, um, you know, people um, are missing a lot of family members during this time, and it can be a time for sadness. So just really want to uplift those ones who maybe couldn't get to your family. Just know that even though you all maybe not be there, maybe if it's because they live far away or maybe because they're no longer with us in the physical, just know that those memories and the love that you have can keep you through. And love on those who are around you. God bring people in our lives for a reason. And we never know how long they're going to be there. So it's so important to appreciate people while you have them in your life. Um, Thanksgiving, like I said, is a time to be thankful. And I am truly thankful for my family and my friends. I'm truly thankful for VoxWave.com and want to... Um, just talk about the, the importance of giving as well. Voxway Urban Style Media is collaborating and having its second annual toy drive. So I want you to drop off all your unwrapped toys to Voxway Studio at 4711 Off Place Suitland, Maryland. Um, it's very important to give and also to be grateful. A lot of people, um, you know, around the Christmas time just come in and everybody's always talking about what they're getting. But I think it's important for us to give and be thankful for the things that we have. Again, there's people who are missing family members. So sometimes it's just spending that time with someone who you know may don't have their mom or maybe they had to bury a child 
So, you know, it's good to think about that, um, think about those other people. Um, because with that come addiction, you know, people don't know how to cope. When you think about those coping skills or the lack of coping skills, when you think about the holiday season, when you think about people who, um, you know, go into depression or go into, you know, even uh, self-medicating with different types of drugs. We live in um, D.C., you know, I live in D.C., born and raised, and they just okay marijuana. So you have a lot of youth who are uh, smoking marijuana. Um, you also have KFU when they are, uh, maybe they catch a charge and they say they use that as the reason why they start using KFU is because it don't show in their system. Um, but I want to let you all know that it will show in your system and not only in your system but in your lineage because your whole family suffers behind you, um, those lack of coping skills. So today we have some we have some answers. We're not just talking about some things that uh, we're upset about because we are um, facing some trying times. You know, the, the economy, uh, gentrification is happening in our community and you have these huge, beautiful, tall, high-rise buildings being built up right in the community across the street. You have low income and people sleeping literally right out on the streets. So that right there can be really depressing and what we see instead of help, you see drugs. You see easy access to drugs. And that's what we are discussing today. If you know um, anyone who may be suffering from a drug addiction, um, you have different facilities. Like I said, we'll be talking with Danina Lee from Plant the Seed that work with male youth from the ages of 12 to 20. But if you know anyone who may um, need that help, there's a hotline number of 1-888-793-4357. Um, the Salvation Army has Harbor Life Center as well, and that's at 2100 New York Avenue Northeast. And that number is 202-269-6333. Um, drugs is a serious issue, and I think because of um, the state of our, you know, when everyone talk about the president, they talk about, you know, election, we just had elections, and, you know, we did get a great win for the Democrat, but a lot of people are upset about some things, and that can put people in a state of depression when they don't have um, a vision of how can they make it out. So we have some visionaries. We also will be joined by the beautiful Miss Patrick, who has a clothing line. She's from War 8 Southeast D.C., so she also has some different things that the youth can do. And it's very important for us to stay busy uh, because in 2016, more than 420,000 emergency um, department visits were related to the misuse and abuse of narcotic um, pain relievers, so opioids. Opioids are um, pills, any kind of pills. It can be Oxycontin. You have um, just regular pain pills. We know the regular, the, the Percocet. You have the youth uh, rapping about it, you, you know, making it seem like it's something fun. They even turn it and having it looking like candy. So our youth are taking these pills and, um, and it's having some damaging, really, really damaging effects. I mean, even with, um, let's see, two out of three drug overdose deaths, involve some type of opioids. So just knowing that this is something that you can die from. My, I myself, I lost a sister to a drug overdose. Her drug of choice was dippers, which is um, the cigarette dipped in embalming fluid. 
um, and people don't know that you can die. This is a serious, serious situation um, that you can die from. And what happens a lot of times, in my opinion, is the people around you make it okay. A lot, you know, how they say uh, misery enjoys company. You know, uh, it's okay to do it as long as you have somebody else with you doing it. And, and what I want um, for those who are suffering to know that it is, um, it is okay to hurt. It's not okay to uh, mask your pain. And if you're around anyone who is not allowing you to express how you feel um, to the point where you are uh, being given drugs to uh, suppress it, then that is an issue. We really need you to call in at 1-888-793-4357 because drugs can really hurt a whole generation um, and it affects a whole entire community. Um, again, my family was deeply affected by drugs, um, especially in the 80s when crack came into the community. I, I have a sister um, who ran away with a Jamaican back in the 80s, and she never came back. It was back when um, drugs was, uh, crack cocaine was really heavy, and um, it was a lot going on. I think it was a drug action that went, tra transaction that went wrong, and they left. And um, it's devastating, you know. It's, it's, it's something when you look at children who are living in a home with a mom who's addicted to drugs, and she's taking the public assistance she uses to buy drugs, and now the children are left to have to do what they have to do, whether if it's for the females to sell their body. Some of them have skills of doing hair or babysitting, but you know, some of them, they get in touch with other females who think stripping, selling their body, and now we have Instagram. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a serious, serious situation. So uh, myself, I, um, again, I was raised in an environment where drugs was the answer. Um, and they used it as a, a, a coping method. And when you're raised in that environment, it becomes the norm. And one of the things that we're doing here at the Beautiful Truth Lord Naked and Exposed is we're exposing those things. And we are letting the people know that it's not okay, that there are alternatives for you to do when you are going through those types of things. And one of them is love. Self-love is key. Loving yourself enough to know that it's okay to... Um, uh, take a minute, and, and if that means to, you know, just take you a small vacation, if it means to just take a vacation in your bathroom with some um, Epsom salt, bubble bath, candy, soft music, turn your phones off, shut the door, shut everyone out, and take that time for yourself. It's very, very therapeutic. Um, I want to share something with you. I have a video clip um, of when I was speaking with an adult graduation class about um, tunnel vision because we can get, um, you know, really caught up in what everyone else is doing. And I'm only using that for myself because, um, again, uh, if you don't have anything, if you, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And we living in a community of people who are just looking um, for uh, attention and looking to be accepted, which is what we all want to do. It's easy to fall into that. Um, so I just want to show a short clip with you, and when we come back from the clip, we'll be joined um, with uh, Denine Lee with Plant the Seed.
with the beautiful Denimi. Thank hey. you, Denimi, for being here. Welcome, Welcome to the show. So if you could just introduce, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself to the audience um, and who you are. I am Denima Lee. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm the founder of, one of the founders of Plant the Seeds Youth Services. I am the program director and we are an inpatient um, youth program for males. And once, um, so I met Denimi through a good friend, Joy, mm -hmm. um, out of Baltimore. Shout out to Joy. She yep. is um, a producer. Actually, I met her doing um, a radio station down in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you guys, I met her about five years ago. And ever since then, she has been just connecting me with dynamic people from Donnie Glover with Be More News to... I mean, you just name it, so many different people. She's in L.A. now doing her thing. But she gave me a call, and she told me about Denimi and her um, rehabilitation center. And one of the things that I do know is that it is a demand, mm -hmm. okay? There's a huge demand, unfortunately, for an uh, inpatient rehabilitation center for young males ages 12 to 20. Plant the seed. Can you tell us about that vision and how, you know? Um, so I've worked with youth, with males, for many years, probably since, like, 04. And I saw that the need of just focusing on males mm -hmm. was that we, we needed, especially the ones that feel like we don't see them. Um, so I came to Washington, D.C. because they didn't have an inpatient program. And once I came here, my vision came to life, and we're here today. We have a substance abuse inpatient program for males from 20, uh, 12 to 20. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, how can someone enroll in your program? What is the process like? So the process, you have to go through uh, DYRS or Hillcrest, um, Latin America, mm -hmm. and we have a couple of other referrals, but you have to be referred through uh, Behavior Health, Department of Behavior Health, mm -hmm. um, so you can be screened and so you can come on over to uh, Plant the Seed to be an inpatient, which you'll come from an outpatient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Plant the Seed, I just want to go a little bit about that. Why Plant the Seed? Why that name? I'm real big on names <laughs> and, you know, and that it speaks to me. Right. So tell us a little bit of where that name came from. So the name came from uh, definitely God. Um, I just, my cry to see them hurt, to see mothers cry, uh, you know. The, the main piece is planting a seed. Once you plant a seed, it takes a process, and that's the part that I want these youth to understand. It's okay. And we have to, it, it takes a village to come together and water the plant and do everything we need so the plant can become, you know, so it can grow and be healthy and successful and beautiful. And beautiful. So um, that's why I wouldn't plant the seed. Just putting the seed, it starts with just putting a, a, just a seed in, mm -hmm. just to start the process. And I like that name when you say plant the seed because so many people, I also work for uh, Job Corps, I'm outreach and admissions counselor mm -hmm. for Job Corps. And we have a lot of youth, and that's we work with youth ages 16 to 24 with vocational. Um, so you have, I have a lot of youth that come in my office, and the first thing that they say is, I don't know what I want to do. Right. You know, and, and I think of plant the seed mm -hmm. because it's important to just plant the seed. So many people think want our youth to already, already have right. it together. <laughs> it's like, I already told you this once. Right. Why are you doing this again? Right. Or, like you said, um, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. So when you plant the seed, the next person say, oh, no, Lord Johnny is, is mm -hmm. horrible. Okay, did you plant a seed in them? Mm -hmm. Right? Did you plant a seed? That positive seed. You can have someone. And I think for me, 
um, you know, God's really giving you a heart for those ones mm-hmm. that need a little bit pruning, right. Right? right? You know, you can have that child that is just well-groomed and already come out doing what they're supposed to do, and they can go into a rehab and come right out, mm-hmm. you know, or they can be surrounded in a, an environment full of drugs and not use, right? right? And that's awesome, but we do have youth who are falling victim to the epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to plant the seed in the youth. The first thing when we see our youth is to is not to judge them in a negative way because it's not that they, um, the way they feel about themselves is how you look at them. Right. You it, know, right. so it's not even how we feel about ourselves. It's how we think somebody else feel about mm-hmm. us. And they tend to change their personality and their whole energy shift right. when they know or they feel that you don't think that they are worth anything. So planting that seed and and, and it being um, impatient. So how how does that work? Is it um, how many days? Did you was it thirty days? Or how long is the impatient? So the program is twenty eight days. They come in and they we have amazing clinical staff. Mm-hmm. Um, they get twenty four hour service, intense twenty four hour service. We have great monitors. We have um, uh, everyone is amazing and just ready to go. And and what I like about the people that we chose to be on our team, mm-hmm. they all have stories just like them. So they can't say, oh, well, you don't know. I do know because we have women that lost their sons, lost, you know, family members to drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing, um, so I'm excited because they can teach them something. And, and to go back to what you were saying as far as plant the seed, mm-hmm. just water. Yeah. That's all, you know, that's all the youth need is water. Yeah. So that's it. It's, 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 it's right now. Um, <laughs> so one of the things, like you said, is, is watering the seed, um, is so awesome. And you coming from Baltimore, I know you said that you worked in a facility in Baltimore where they were transporting a lot of the youth from D.C. Right. Um, down to Baltimore and coming here and having it in Warsaw and having it in an area that's mm-hmm. accessible, you know, working with the youth, um, you know, uh, meeting them right where they are. Right. And I think that's really important to have someone who's been through it mm-hmm. and can really walk them through as it relates to some of the things that they have been through. What advice would you give to a youth between the ages of 12 to 20 who's struggling with just coming in? Because a lot of times, you know, when it comes down to pride, okay, and that thing called ego, it's hard for them to even just admit that they have an issue. What would you say to a youth? I would tell them. Um, I see you. I see you. That's the main the main key. You know, they were taught to be quiet, stay in a child's place. You don't have no stress. You know, so it's 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 always been that with our youth. But the millennium children that I see today, they have a bigger vision than than us. And I want them to understand that I see you. I believe in your vision. I believe in your your next step. And just go out and get it. Um, and understand that where you are, um, in 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 the journey that you're in now. It's okay because it was a part of the plan. Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's an amazing thing about uh, partnership and that whole village mm-hmm. and watering because that whole what's next um, in that process is is connecting with those people. So we also want to reach out to those people out there who have a similar program. Maybe you work with youth. Maybe you're looking to mentor youth. Maybe you know you know someone who's mentoring a youth. This is a 28-day program, so we need to pass them off and make sure once they finish this program that they are in, uh, you know, being 
pass on to the next and who they go to next as it relates to if they're going back home or if they go into maybe job core. I know we discussed yes, that. Yes, the outpatient. Yeah, that outpatient. outpatient. So do, let's uh, talk about yeah. that. Do y'all do an outpatient? So I w- we don't have to, but I don't bel- I don't understand. You come in for 20 days, then mm-hmm. we ship, you know, just send them back out in the streets. I think that's, that's you shouldn't do that at all. So I have an amazing outreach team that's going to go out, just keep in, you know, keep in contact with them, go um, do home visits, do school visits, get them back in school, uh, job core, um, and definitely trying to get them jobs maybe for the summertime, you know, whatever we can do as far as continuing on with their recovery, a successful recovery. Awesome. And that's awesome when you, when you think about um, the past and have to go into something like that. Mm-hmm. Because when you're dealing with someone who is recovering from drugs, that's not easy. No, not and at These all. young men are <laughs> strong. So, you know, we just pleading the blood of Jesus and just thanking God mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and, uh, and everyone that's wrapped around you um, in this. Because, again, you know, in my own family, I had one male, mm-hmm. um, a, a nephew, who uh, was smoking K2 mm-hmm. um, and almost had a heart attack at the age of 14. So when you tell someone, I remember I was telling someone about Clint the shooter, and I said, look at the age of still the same. And she got it, she got it. I said, yes, it's unfortunately, it is a man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you look at how younger and younger the youth of, I'll say the head of household is becoming, mm-hmm. because you have youth now who have to really become the head of household, because mm-hmm. either mom is on drugs or have to work two and three jobs. And we will. To meet that yeah. We will, I apologize, we will um, have, I'll, I will be given parent class oh, because awesome. we will do a lot of meetings as far as the children and the parents coming mm-hmm. together because building that relationship. Yeah. Um, sometimes you got to reintroduce yourself. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, children still stuck in the past pain. Let me allow me to. So I want them to come together and, and have a, you know, mediate, like yeah. introduce yourself to who you are now. That's sometimes right. they still stuck in the past. Yeah. So having a, a group. You know, and see what type of resources that we can give the parents, so you know, so they can, so they can also help yeah. with the child being successful. Awesome! I'm gonna tell you that right there, that that wraparound service. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, connecting the dots, um, working with the youth, like mm-hmm. you say, I work with the youth as well. It's so important, so imperative to have the parents to be a part of this. So you know, I, I mean, my initial thought wasn't that, but mm-hmm. for you to bring that up again is a beautiful truth Mm -hmm. because the parents have to be involved in this because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's hard to rehabilitate someone and they go back into that same environment with someone who's you know still stuck in the past Mm -hmm. and not willing to let go um with that um just speaking of my nephew who i said um who had almost had a heart attack from k2 Mm -hmm. his mom was the one who passed away from a different overdose um, and we couldn't find him. He didn't know his mom passed away until three days later because he was out on a binge. And when I saw him, the next time that I saw him, he was handcuffed to a bed in Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. The mental, okay. il- the mental illness cannot. They a, a lot of a lot of guys, mm-hmm. men, are suffering with mental illness. They are, you know, they're taught be quiet, just provide, yeah. you know, be strong. So they're not able to express how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, mixing that with today's drugs is yeah. not not a good look at all. It's not. And, you know, the information, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, you know, I think if they have the information, I know for me, 
Um, sometimes having the information, they mm -hmm. still have to go through that path. But I think it's neat that they go through it knowledgeable. A lot of them are, you know, blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. And they don't know, and they just feeling their way through. Mm -hmm. And my daughter don't like when I use this analogy, but I always talk about, you know, my testimony. Um, I sum it up in me slipping on a razor blade and landing in a pool of alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, that's basically the best way that I can sum up my life experience. And what happened in that pool of alcohol, um, I got used to the pain. And, you know, and as the, 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 the wound started to heal, I learned how to swim in it and get out. Mm -hmm. Because I could not run. I wasn't going to swallow it and let it drown me. Um, and that's what I'm so grateful for with my nephew. Because not only um, did he go through that with the KQ and losing my sister, losing his mom, um, but in that, he caught a charge. Mm -hmm. And he was sentenced to three years. They sent him away to Tennessee. And I would speak to him periodically while he was there. But when he came back, he came back a totally different person. Mm -hmm. he, he erased his past. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sister had eight children, has eight children. Um, and any time uh, his brother would want to reminisce, he would tell him, you got one more memory, and mm -hmm. that's it. And he moved forward because he's an amazing rap artist. Mm -hmm. He's right now today, uh, well, not today because it's the holidays, but he is enrolled in college. He's on the Dean's list. He's a star basketball player. He's an amazing mm -hmm. rap artist. And that's what I want to go into now. I want you to stay with us. Mm -hmm. But I want you all to check out something from my nephew. Um, Mrs. He goes by the name of Mr. LaQuatius. Um, my nonprofit organization, Monica K. Hand. We have a film called, we have a program called DC Film Life. And in 2016, we worked with the summer youth, uh, the Manbury Summer Youth Employment Program, where we had 40 youth come in, and um, <coughs> together we wrote a script entitled Resilience. And one of the things that we are big on is keeping our youth busy. You know, we go to those troubled youth who normally have those issues of, you know, maybe parents not understanding. Or, you know, the reason why they don't want to go to school is because they're not into all of those negative things that their mm -hmm. friends are into. So they feel safer mm -hmm. not going to school. Mm -hmm. um, so we created a film, um, and it deals <coughs> with uh, some of the issues that our youth have to face every day. And um, like I said, uh, in a tragedy, we don't want to give up on our youth. Because like I said, even though my nephew was going through that um, drug addiction with K2, um, he was able to rise out of that. And um, like I said, even in something that we think is a horrible situation, God turned it into something that was um, something that can teach another youth. So I want to just go to the film Resilience. So the questions. Resilience. 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 I've been resilient during tough times, holding on so on perseverance. That's why as I stand today, I'm here to say, keep fighting through, hold on, be fearless. These haters want to hold me back, the devil just an interference. I keep my head high, cause the sky's the limit, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one here. Resilience. I'm the 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 I'm
Welcome back. That was Resilience. That film, um, again, was filmed by um, Mama Safe Haven, D.C. Film Life Program. And we, um, again, like we was talking about drug addiction, and my nephew, Mr. Loquacious, is the one who uh, came up with that song. Um, I had the youth, like I said, we had about 40 youth who we all came up with the title, and he came into the studio and said, you know, I want to write a song to it. He left that day, came back the next day, and had this whole song mm-hmm. written out. <laughs> and today, he is on Spinderella. Um, I think I said it right. Spinderella? I think it's Spinderella. Spinderella. <laughs> I don't know. But um, check him out, Mr. Loquacious, as well as King Cato. That's my <laughs> other nephew who is doing great things. Um, it's very important for us to support our youth mm-hmm. and the things that they're doing in the community. If you know any youth and you see them standing around and um, looking like they don't have anything to do, it's important for us to find out about, about different programs and just put literature in their hands. Um, so, yes, with uh, Denise, with Plant the Seed, can you um, let us know how someone can get in touch with you? Um, how can they get involved? if you have any mentoring programs or anything like that. So you can contact us at, <coughs> I apologize, um, plantthesee.youthtreatmentservices.com. Um, plant 
and my phone number and also email is on the website but again you have to contact bbh behavior health mm -hmm. and they will contact us so we can get your children and the thing is um the youth have to want to come into the program so please encourage and you know as many youth that you know that can come in um our girls uh, side will open 2019 and we're looking into a Baltimore, Baltimore location as well. So, um, and definitely um, the biggest piece is reach out to um, either, either um, Latin America, mm -hmm. DYRS. Mm -hmm. If your child is in DYRS, please connect him with his counselor so they can connect with us. Um, and also, um, yeah, let me, our different referrals is on our website. Right. And, you know, that is, that's great when you say um, it's important for our youth to understand that um, there's help out there. Mm -hmm. But it's so important for them to know that it has to be their choice. It has to be their choice. You know, the same thing with job corps. I have parents that come in, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with him. He don't want to go to school. He don't want to do this. And I'm like, okay, so what do you think? You're going to do a job corps. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for parents. Hear us. If you have a youth, who needs help, it's very important to understand that we cannot make them stay in this program. It's important to have that line of communication. Open with your child and have that communication with them about the program. Give them information. Walk them in it. Because a lot of times, if they're trying to make them do it, you know, they'll probably go in, mm -hmm. but they'll just do it because you are making them right. go. Right. And then they'll do something to get kicked out. I see it all the time in job court because they can't hold them there. And then we also have rules and guidelines and stipulations. We have to. So even when mm -hmm. you're looking into these programs, parents, you have to be involved in the process. But you also have to understand that it's up to them. Mm -hmm. um, even though they're minors, you know, they have to be willingly going. Out there, that's one of the things that I realized. I, you know, as a teen mom, I had uh, three children at the age of 19. But one of the things that I was really big on was dialing 411, mm -hmm. and 411 was the information. Mm -hmm. You know, the marriage information hotline, and you could call and, and get all kinds of phone numbers right. and, and find out things. So it's so important for us to be proactive mm -hmm. when it comes down to the help, and um, you know, not judging people when they go through that. Right, not at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely appreciate you no for being problem. here. I'm excited. Yes, yes. And um, again, guys, plant the seed um, is an inpatient rehabilitation center. We also um, have information. And it's also, I apologize, but ahead. it's also the only inpatient youth program in the DMV. Mm -hmm. So we are the only inpatient program for uh, youth. Yeah. And it's definitely a demand for mm -hmm. it. It's, it's, it's about time. Mm -hmm. um, I see. And I, I asked my daughter, I said, am I getting older, all these little, <laughs> the, you know, the guys at the gas station, are they getting yeah. younger? You know, you see them young, 14, 15, you know, um, filthy. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was growing up, them guys, they wanted to be clean. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't want to be smoking the drugs. They wanted to sell the drugs. Mm -hmm. Now you have them 14, 15 years old, strung out on drugs. I mean, it's, you talk about pride. Their pride is no none. And they just asking for money, and mm -hmm. you'll see them sleep at bus stops, and and and, and it's definitely um, it's it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's sad because we have this we have this whole movement of girl power and, and girls rule the world and all these things, and it's you know that dynamic is is 
Yeah, it's kind of troubling to me a little bit. Well, right. Like, you know, you tell a boy, and I was just talking, you know, I have two grandsons. Um, and, and I love the way my daughter is raising them because she's letting them know it's okay to cry. If mm-hmm. you hurt, cry. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be <coughs> slobbering and falling out and that kind of mess, but you, you a human. Right. You know, you're a human. You have tear ducts for a reason. So, you know, for me, crying is my therapy. It is, you know, I have a lot of pain. I've been through a lot. I lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, crying for me, it, it really gives me energy for some reason. It gives me strength. So, you know, when these guys are going through stuff, sometimes they just need a good cry. Yeah. They just need a good hug. <laughs> they just need to get it out, you know, and, and to someone that they can trust. Right. And they, in, a, in a safe place that they can feel like, okay, I can share some things. And I don't, I, I know it won't be used against me, Right. you know, when we get upset with each other. I know that this is something I can say that is trustworthy with you. I can be vulnerable and do the ugly cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I told my husband, you can do the ugly cry. You know, give me the ugly cry. But I you have to let them, you. right, you have to let them feel comfortable to do that. Yeah. You don't have to make them feel like they just don't have a voice and, yeah. you know, nothing to be said. But like I told my partner, I really want to give to the ones that they threw away, yeah. the ones that they put in the gutter and said they already have their name on a, on a tombstone, already have their numbers down, you know, in the jail. Yeah. That's the ones that I want to give to because a lot of people, you know, connect with the, the young men that stole, you know, that's, oh, they're doing well and yeah. they doing this. I want to connect to the ones that feel like, you know, let me go to drugs. They yeah. can the drugs can hit me louder yeah. than actual, yeah. you know, people. Yeah. So I really that's that's one of my goals. I want them to understand that, like I said, I hear you. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> I hear you. I see you. And and when you said that, it reminded me of a um a a, a, a skit that the drama team did at my church. And it was a uh, young lady at the bus stop. She was about she was walking home, and she was still talking. She said, "Are you okay?" And, and it, it, it ignited something in the young lady. She said, you see me. You see me. And I heard that in the flip side when you had these dudes saying, oh, she, she looking at me. Oh, she did this. And it's that thing of you think I see what you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, and, 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 and that's the thing. But you also have those people who feel like they are no one. Mm-hmm. They, they don't exist. And they think they can creep through life like, okay, no one pays me any attention. Um, and when someone stop and say, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, what that can do. So that whole watering. Yeah, and self-love. And that and self-love. Self-love is important. Yeah. I oh want them God. to understand. You know, we one thing I've learned in my journey you're not going to have cheerleaders. You're mm. not going to have you're not going to have the parents that you you know what that fairy tale life. Mm. But the way that God gives it to us is for our greater good. And I want them to understand that not only you want us to see you, but mm. do you see yourself? Mm, that's that's the main key. I want you to understand who you are mm. because sometimes in, jur- in the journey. God want us alone. That's so right. what do you do mm. when you are alone? Mm. So I want them to be able to come to plant the seed and to release that's all right. of that within that's that 28 right. days. And that's why I have, I mean, great therapists, you know, clinicians, um, clinical staff, so many people that's on Your board. 28, oh, and now nutritionists, you know, cooks. I bring, yes, we have um, <laughs> a personal chef, you know, because we want them to understand the, the importance of healthy foods. Yeah. And I'm learning that myself. It helps with your mental a lot. That's awesome because it's, 
and I've seen the facility, guys, a beautiful facility, mm -hmm. nice, clean, great uh, bunk beds, nice, mm -hmm. good mattresses. You can tell that they really designed it with, with the youth in mind. They have a nice rec area with um, hot tub. exercise, <laughs> yeah, hot tub, <laughs> exercise equipment. So, you know, a lot of love and, mm -hmm. and working with people who care about the community is what it's all about. And I um, want to uh, thank you again. No and we're going to go to another beautiful, lovely young lady who is awesome in the community. Um, she works diligently with our youth, uh, with Mama Safe Haven. She has a sewing class that she does. And I am so excited to introduce the beautiful and the talented Miss Elvira Patrick. Hi, Miss Patrick. Hi. Hi. How are Hi. you? Great. Thank you so much for having me here. Yes, I'm so glad that you were able to come. Go ahead, have a seat. I wanted you to talk to us about who you are and what you do um, in the community, you know, as it relates to, um, as it relates to um, having our youth stay busy, you know, when it comes down to the etiquette classes that you offer the youth. You know, when it comes down to the sewing classes to keep our youth busy, can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? My name is Elvira Patrick, and I am a designer and a seamstress, and um, I've been providing sewing lessons to our youth from the ages of six on up to the age of 16. Right now, I have a mother and daughter um, class going on through Mama Safe Haven program. And it's important, you know, to teach the youth some development skills, you know, so they can use long, along down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, I enjoy what I do. I also provide etiquette lessons and um, tea party services to little girls and also as well as um, little boys. Beautiful. And um, I have a doggy collection over here. And um, my mission is mm -hmm. to keep one dog warm at a time. Okay. As you can see right here, we have our dear pick it up. cowboy dog coat. Oh, awesome. That is cool. For all the cowboy fans, fans out there. And we also <laughs> have our red skin dog coats. Oh, that is cute. Now that is a winner right there. For our red yes. skin fans. Ooh, yes. Yes. Now this fur piece is just everything. Okay, we also have a mink coat. Oh, that is nice. Look at that. Now wouldn't y'all want to see y'all little pup in that? Look at that with the brooch now. Y'all got to catch the brooch. <laughs> and if you come over here, wouldn't your dog look adorable with the master and the dog look alike mm -hmm. with you wearing your mink coat mm -hmm. and the dog wearing their mink coat? Mm -hmm. That is nice. We also have fox fur collection from my doggy collection. Oh, that's nice. Look at the bedazzle, guys. Dog is walking in style. That'll be nice for Christmas. Beautiful Christmas gifts. And those boots are nice too. We have mink boot covers mm -hmm. to match your coat, mm -hmm. jacket. 
We also have some little girls coats over here that I designed with the matching pocketbook. Yes, we have to take our girls back for sugars and spice and everything nice. Look at that nice little, oh, look at this guy. Ooh, that is beautiful. Gotta get our girls dainty. White fox fur with the matching pocketbook. Look at this. Now, Miss Patrick, how can someone, I mean, this stuff is so beautiful and it's been hand-stitched uh, by Miss Patrick. She makes everything with her sewing machine. She works so hard at it. Look at that matching, matching hat. hat. Oh, my goodness. That is beautiful. That is so nice, guys. Now, how can they get in touch with you? If somebody want to come and purchase that beautiful coat, they want to They can contact it. me by calling 202 561 mm -hmm. Three three two six. All right, that's 561-3326. And she also, you can contact her through Mama Safe Haven as well. Um, so super excited about all these great things that you are doing, Miss Patrick. When it comes down to our youth and keeping them busy and, you know, always making sure that they know um, that they can do more than what they, they just see. You know, yes, and yes. you have a grandson that you that started um, designing clothes, and now yes. he's going off doing things. Yeah, you know, so that's awesome. You want to talk a little bit about Malad? Okay, I'm telling my he's grandson awesome. Malad. Yes, um, I started teaching him um, sewing lessons maybe about two months ago, and he has just taken off with it. And now he is a young designer mm -hmm. coming up, and he has had the opportunity to do a couple of fashion shows. Mm -hmm. And um, I am so proud of him. Right. He is also um, a student at um, Duke Ellington, mm -hmm. where he is um, taking um, class up there mm -hmm. for um, sewing. Oh, wow. And he's also an amazing artist. Yeah. When we did, our, we do a um, talent show, an annual talent show. It's called Black History Talent Show. Uh, and Miss Patrick is always, you know, providing beautiful fabric and designs for our girls to model in. Um, but Malad did um, a self-portrait where he picked a young lady in the audience and he sketched her face right there. He stayed on stage and he sketched. He's what, 14? Yeah. We left that part out, guys. He's only 14 years old. But when I tell you he sketched her, because she didn't even stay there. He looked at her face and let her go back and sit down. And he sat there on stage and he sketched her and, and they looked exactly like her. And it was awesome. So I'm going to tell you guys, we, you know, our topic is the horrible effects that drugs have on our community. And our goal is to make sure that we have these different opportunities for our youth to have to do something to keep them busy. Yeah. And Ms. Patrick, with your sewing classes, with your etiquette classes, with your tea party, I know we have a kitty cabaret coming up. Yes, so stay that tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for the kitty cabaret. We'll bring in more information about that because we really – um, need to get back to, you know, our children being children, you know, not giving them so many responsibilities, but allowing them to live in sort of a fantasy world, yes. you know, to get back to that childlike mind where they can go out and get into make-believe. That was one of the things that I loved to do uh, when I was little was just go out and uh, me and my friends would go out and uh, we would go into the woods. And we would get like a big stick and we would always just be like, we could get through the woods. I had no idea that it would translate into me being able to get through this wilderness of life. Yes. 
and knowing that, uh, you know, the mind is truly, truly um, your reality. And so what we put in our mind is what, uh, you know, becomes our reality. So being focused and being around positive people and being around people who are creative and can create. Um, and I think it's important for our youth to have that time to sit still and to see what those talents are. Yes. You know, and giving them, I know like me and Janine was just talking about, giving them that um, exposure, exposing them to different things. Yes. Because I know with Malab, with your grandson, um, he probably never thought about sewing until you exposed and say, hey, maybe you would like to do this. And then he got his friends, because I remember he did our fashion show. Yes. And he had his friends model in the show with yes. him. Yes. And um, I'm going to tell he you guys. He did the model call on mm. his own. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. And that's leadership. Yes. That's leadership. He, um, his first, first outfit he had the opportunity to make was um, the mayor Bowser's brother, Marvin Bowser. He did a shirt for Marvin Bowser um, for the Black Caucus um, that oh, they had wow. at the convention center. So oh, Marvin modeled it for us. Oh, wow. And that was his first one. Yes. Look at see, and that is, that is an example of what can happen when we expose our youth. Now, just imagine the uh, confidence that that gave him. You know, even with your fashion shows, you had little girls come out modern. That builds their yes. confidence, too, yes. right? Yeah. And have them go on. And I'm going to tell y'all something else about Miss Patrick. She, um, I, uh, she is Miss Senior Congress height, and I am Miss Congress height. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I was never thinking about being in a pageant, but I saw them posting something about a pageant, and I called Miss Patrick. I said, Miss Patrick, what do you think? You think I should be in the past? She said, show them, show them that you should do it. Go ahead and do it. It'll be great. And I did it and won. And uh, Miss Patrick has, you know, I, I owe that to Miss Patrick because um, I lost my mom, uh, shoot, 24 years ago. Uh, but Miss Patrick is like a mom to me. Oh, and she encouraged me sweet. so much um, to, to just keep going. And, and when I share an idea, I said, Miss Patrick, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. She said, Oh, that'll be a great idea. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be huge. And I, you know, that's, that's what's needed. You know, we, you know, you have people around you who don't have that spark. They don't have ideas. They don't have that creativity and that vision. So they, they will get used to telling you what you can't do. Oh no, that's a bad idea. You won't be able, that won't go nowhere. Well, everybody is doing that. You know, but you, it's so important to surround yourself around other, other creative minds who is a visionary that can see, who can take something out of their mind and bring it to real life. Look at all these fashions that she took out of her mind. She grabbed some fabric and she created from scratch. And I know if we could just sit still in that quiet place, and just like what Janine said, sometimes God wants us separate. Sometimes God wants us by ourselves so that we can find out what our true calling is. And, and, and I want to share a revelation with you all. I had received, um, I will always hear uh, the Bible say with two or three is gathered, to, with two or three is, is gathered, God will be in the midst, right? And I started thinking about that. I said, well, you know, God wants you by yourself. What if you don't have two or three people in the midst? God, would you still be there? And God told me, yes. 
And one of the things that he spoke about in the answer, because I ask him questions when I don't know something. And what he shared with me, Miss Patrick, was, you know, we have to be on one accord with ourselves. God is not blessing anyone. So that two or three is your mind and your mouth and your spirit. If you say it, which is one thing, and you believe it in your heart, that's the second. And if you know in your mind, that's the third. So if your mind and your heart is in agreement, that's two, and then you say it out your mind, God is in the midst of that. God will bless that. And I just thank God that when you are, you know, for the people that, you know, are by yourself, just know that you're never alone. Just know that you're never alone. And, and, and even though that scripture say two or three gathered together, you have to gather yourself, okay? You got to gather yourself together. And when you get on that clear path of knowing in your mind that this is what I'm going to do, and I know in my heart, and you already acting as though that thing is happening, right? When you're sewing your clothes, I know you sewing, you already see the end product. That end product is already there. Everybody's just waiting to see what you got, but you already see it. And that's what I think is so important for us as we are going into these coping skills and thinking about how can we cope and deal with life is that vision. Without vision, the people will perish. It's so important for us to put a vision. It's so important for us to be around those people who see it for us. You know, so I'm super excited. Uh, thank you so much, Miss Patrick, for you coming out. Um, and sharing um, all of your beautiful visions, her her fashions, the doggy coats, and you have a small puppy, and you even yeah. have something for big dogs too, right? I saw a North Face. Did you bring the North Face? Okay, guys, we have a North Face coat for your dog. Okay, guys, if you have little dogs, this is what it's about. You can contact Miss Patrick. Um, you can also um, reach her at info at mamasafehaven.com. That is, um, and also her number is 202-561-3326. Yes, yes. Yes, and you can contact her and purchase some of her fabulous furs at a very low discounted rate. You have to call in to find out what that rate is. And half of the proceeds will be donated to um, the dog shelter. Oh, wow, guys. Okay, now we're getting a two-for-one. Now, you're getting a coat, and some of those proceeds will go to the dog shelter. I don't see how it can get any better than that because, Miss Patrick, oh, also, Miss Patrick, let them know that if they have uh, material that they want you to make something yeah, out customized, of. Customized. Um, I do customized dog coats. If you're um, ready to get rid of one of your old coats, mm-hmm. I can take it and personalize it and make it special for your dog and put your dog name on the coat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, guys, make sure if you are, um, if you have a dog, it's Christmas time. Also, for uh, prom season, um, Miss Miss Patrick makes prom prom dresses as well. Um, it's Christmas time, so if you want to get your um, your little furry friend an extra fur, reach out to Miss Patrick. Also, I love this lovely red skin uh, coat that she made. It's, it's very beautiful. <laughs> Go Redskins, guys. Win, lose, or draw. We are Redskins fans. Oh, your cord. And look at this nice fleece right here, guys. But we are just so excited here at the Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed. This is what it's about, guys. We're going to start our uh, show every uh, second and fourth Sunday with prayer. And we're going to end it out by um, 
advertising for black-owned businesses. I think it's very important for us to support each other. It's very important for us to um, really love each other. It's so important. That's what we need is love. So, guys, tune, stay tuned. Check us out. I thank everyone for checking out our first, second edition to our show. And uh, thank you to Miss Patrick. Thank you to Denise. Plant the seed. And I'm going to leave you all with this. If you fall down, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. Let your reason pick you up. Thank you all. Blessings. Shout out to my man Ron, producer Ron, for doing the show. He's awesome. Shout out to Voxway. Don't forget to uh, donate your toys. And we will see you again on December the 9th. Blessings. Of year again, the second annual toy drive, your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Auth Place, Suitland, Maryland, and donate all your unwrapped toys. No later than December 20th, it's our second annual toy drive, sponsored by Urban Style Media, Voxwave.com, and Star Imports the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV.